Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Peter, it's happening. It's happening. It's really happening right now. Two months removed from when many of us will be significantly worse off financially. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We have finally, finally learned information about just how worse off we'll be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm due a um, a security deposit back for a flat that I've been living in, and it's going to basically cost almost all of that. So that's <laughs> that's what we're talking here: security deposit, like a month's rent, effectively. Yeah, um, that's yeah. it. Who needs it? Who need put it towards something more more serious? Something that I need more than somewhere to live. Yeah, don't be ridiculous. Um, of course, the PlayStation 5 at the time of recording was uh, properly shown off last night and its release date and price revealed. We will talk about that at the end of the show, of course. Before we get there, though, uh, or before we even start and do anything, mm. did you make an attempt to pre-order one after <laughs> the end of the show last night? I tried. I was silly to even think that I'd be able to. But yeah, I I got as far as finding finding it on game. Um, I couldn't find it on Amazon at the time. I don't think it's gone up yet. But mm-hmm. I looked. I found it on Game, and uh, I got. I was able to add it to my basket. But when I got to check out, it just kept crashing and crashing and crashing. So yeah, I've not. I've not got one pre-ordered. Sadly, at the moment, at time recording, as yet unsecured. Mm. How uh, about you? I I have. Excellent. But it's well sort done. of a thank you. It's sort of a higgledy piggledy pre-order the various bits from anywhere that will let me kind of approach oh you bought it kind of in different bits and bobs yes so i was sat there after the conference sort of waiting for news on on when pre-orders would open and then i saw oh pre-orders will open from tomorrow at select retailers so then i was like well i'm staying up until midnight then and uh, and i was just refreshing amazon and game because i felt like those were the two most viable options in terms of mm. having them available game put their pre-orders up early and their entire <clears throat> excuse me their entire sign-in uh functionality of their website was broken mm-hmm. so nobody could get in i even heard that some guy had been trading in things for ages to get uh, a huge game gift card balance 
and he, and he couldn't use it because he couldn't get in to his account. Oh, no. Um, so I, I couldn't log in, so I had to check out as a guest, and I managed to to get one of them, uh, but I didn't get an email confirmation. And I was oh. like, this is strange. So I waited a little while, and then I was, and then I heard that Game have done this before, where they've set pre-orders live early, and they shouldn't have done, and mm. then it's people who pre-order it slightly after who end up getting the confirmations and that some people were getting confirmations. So I then pre-ordered it again from Game. Ooh, okay. And I did get an email confirmation. So that one is secured. The other right. one, I don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, and if it is, then I'll obviously I'll cancel that. Um, oh, that makes sense because I saw a tweet this morning where someone had said, I've either ordered no PS5s or pre-ordered 30 PS5s. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't understand what that tweet meant, but that makes a lot of that's sense. It. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Um, mm. You know, if, if that earlier pre-order comes through, then I'll, I'll cancel that. And obviously that will go to someone else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got one. Then I did uh, the accessories separately, but I couldn't get all the accessories. So I've pre-ordered accessories from Shop 2, Smith's Toys, and Game. So I'm going to have right. several different packages arriving, but assuming everything went through okay. God, it was an ordeal, though. I'm not in a rush for accessories yet. I want to probably get a second controller. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, other than that, I'm not. I'm not too desperate from launch to have, you know headphones and and camera and things like that but, yeah yeah it's just madness everyone yeah everyone trying to cram through that website at once mm. and i think yeah. the uh, the u.s had obviously had similar issues regarding yeah. that but we will go into more detail about that at the end of the show as i said this is a video game podcast we talk about video games here and not jumping three times no Uh, we are sponsored of course by a different company each and every week i have the ad read here would you like to hear it please read the ad this week we are sponsored by demon's holes okay now demon's holes is a mini golf course that you can visit with up to two friends Mm. And uh, it's it's all themed on castles and sludgy swamps and spooky skeleton graveyards and, um, you know, crypts and so on. Yeah, I um, know crypts. It's, it's legally different from the video game Demon's Souls. Uh, oh, I've not even thought of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's funny that the name is very similar. I think it's just coincidental. So there's mm. um, there's a bit of crossover there. And uh, there's there's a fun twist with Demon's Holes mini golf, in that mm. when you if you don't get a hole in one, you and your party are brutally murdered where you oh stand. You just you you die, and um, and and that's it. That's sounds the end. sounds very difficult, but you know some people really like to do difficult things and feel feel a big sense of reward once they've done it absolutely yeah. uh, the sign out the front says it's the dark souls of mini golf games oh wow mini golf okay courses. yeah so the, yeah so you sort of know what you're what you're getting into and um yeah it's 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 now open you can go see it. it's on it's in all terrible british seaside towns all of Near them you every single one well, that sounds brilliant. I can't wait to go. And I, yeah, I'm, I, I, in fact, I'd be really disappointed if they ended up closing or, you know, perhaps not being real or anything like that. Ah, so really that's, excited. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Peter. What? It's a lie. 
Oh, you got me. I got yeah. you. I got you. I got you. You thought you were going to go have some a nice game of murder golf, but not today. Demon's Holes. Not today, buddy. No, Demon's oh. Holes is not a real sponsor. The actual sponsors are, of course, our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can ask questions on this show. Where are we walking today, Peter? We're walking through um, uh, perhaps a very, very, very tightly packed crowd of people who are all <laughs> queuing up at a checkout. I think we should float ominously above them. Just to make it easier crowd. for James to animate yeah. that. Uh, this yeah. We haven't given context for a while. This is for our video component. Obviously, we used to sit in the same room to do this podcast, but since the C-Virus, we've been doing it at home. So the YouTube video version needs something. And so we yeah. walk across various background images each, mm -hmm. each week. That sounds good. A crowd. A crowd. A crowd. Yeah. Now, who are what? Well, give me an example, Peter, of a patron who supports us on Patreon, where they ask questions for this podcast. Well, there's Charlie Brain who's asked a question. Mm -hmm. It's a good name, Charlie Brain. It is. Uh, Charlie Brain has said, "Hi guys, new subscriber to your Patreon here. Well, thanks, Charlie. But I've enjoyed your work for a long time. I was just thinking about my first playthrough of Mass Effect Two and how I got it all wrong and ended up losing half my crew before the final mission. So I went back and restarted." just so I could save everyone. I just wondered if there's been a game with multiple possible endings where you went back and either played the full game or part of it to get a better ending. Thanks, guys, and keep up the excellent work. Your podcast cheers me up every single week. Thank, Thank you, Charlie. Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm just choking here. You okay? You're in a little <laughs> uh, felt fort today, aren't you? I am, yeah. I don't think the felt fort did it, but uh, I think it's it's just uh, just my water. Um, well, hmm. So I, I'm trying, I've been trying to think of, um, of, of stuff where kind of actions in the middle of the game affect the ending. So I've certainly, um, replayed games where there are different endings, um, perhaps based on like one de decision near the end, um, or halfway through, like a single a single branching point, like the Star Wars games often have those, where you can either go sort of down a, the light side or the dark side. Mm -hmm. Jedi Academy, you know, um, I think Force Unleashed as well. So I've played those to get their different endings. But in terms of, I think what Charlie's talking about is, you know, he got to a point where he realized, oh, my ending's not going to be very good. And before he even got to the ending, he then sort of did a bit of a Prince of Persia's Hands of Time um, and yeah. headed back in time to, to fix some of his previous mistakes. And I'm, tr I'm really trying to think if I've ever actually done that. Um, I definitely do like quick saves and stuff when I'm playing um, Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout so that if I really balls up a dungeon or, you know, anything like that, I can go back and, and you know, just use my quick save mm -hmm. and do a, do a better go around. But that doesn't affect the ending. So, in all honesty, I... Not that I can think of is my answer. Um, ah. Not, not obviously so. I've, I've definitely toyed with the, with the, the broad idea, but um, yeah, there's not a standout answer for me really. I've done it in various games for trophies. So yeah. Infamous, for example, has you know a, a baddie and a goodie playthrough, much like the mm. light side, dark side in Star Wars games. Um, so I've played through you know both of those endings for that. The the main one that that springs to mind for me is Persona Four Golden. There right. is a there's a decision 
near sort of the two thirds, three quarter of the way through point of that game um, that can make the game end there early and just right. end. And I was aware that this decision was coming up and somehow I still picked the stupid one and okay. it ends with everyone just sort of going, oh, cool, all right then, and then just fast forwards you to the end of the game where you get on the train and leave town and leave all your friends behind. And it was so Aww. depressing. It oh was so gosh. sad because I was so in love with that game and all its characters and the world and so on. Um, but the worst part, Peter, was mm -hmm. that I then didn't realize I could reload from before the decision. And right. so I started a new game oh. and I saved it. Oh, no. So I had to start all over again to get back to that decision. And it was um, it was pretty gut-wrenching, to be honest. But that mm. is, uh, that is a, definitely a shining example of being forced to replay a game to make a decision so that I could actually just carry on playing it. Yeah. Because I'm an Yeah, I've definitely... I've, there's certainly lots of games where I've replayed levels and things, but I don't think I've ever had to start start from the beginning. Um, I've, I've just thought Dishonored was another one. You know, oh, I yeah. think the more the more chaos you cause, the the worse the ending gets, and also the more of the sort of shambling corpses, whatever they're called, mm -hmm. clickers. The more clickers yeah. there are, yeah, yeah, uh, walking around and rat rat hordes and stuff. So I would often replay or either restart levels or sort of uh, uh, use use save points and stuff to. Make sure I was minimal on the bad stuff, mm -hmm. but um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, cool. Well, there we go. First question down. Mm. Let's move on to something else. Let's. It it's it's called what we play. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play in. Peter, what do you play in? Well, as I think we've talked about in the intro and I've already forgotten. I have just moved house. You haven't. So you didn't talk did, about that. We didn't. Uh, it must have been me and you before we hit record. But uh yeah, I'm I'm in a new I'm in a new house now. And uh so I've had all of my worldly possessions boxed up in boxes for several days. Mm -hmm. Um however, my PlayStation has been unpacked for two days now and wow. hooked up to the TV, which gave me just enough time to play a little bit more of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, nice. which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Um, I think the more time I spend with that game, the more I really think that it's just it's just everything we wanted and needed in terms of, you know, it's been so long since there's been a, uh, I don't know, I, I, it, it would be cruel for me to say since there's been a good Tony Hawk's game, because in fairness, I've not played them since uh thug two but uh i, I don't you know, think you'd be too far from the truth no, yeah based on you know critical and consumer reception i think that's probably fairly accurate um but yeah it's it's just as i've said it feels exactly the same as it used to uh it's nice to go back to all these old places it's nice to create your own skate parks it's nice to play split screen uh on the couch and uh, it, it's just everything that i wanted or everything that i didn't even realize i wanted or needed you know i wasn't um, consciously missing Tony Hawk's games, but having now sat down and spent, you know, many hours at this point playing those games, or that game, I should say, mm -hmm. um, it, it's just made me appreciate how much I enjoyed them back then and how much I'm enjoying it now, to be honest. Um, so so that's been fun, just to, to fill the last couple of days. Um, I have had a copy of Dreams through the post at last. Ooh. 
Um, I ordered that a while ago. It took ages for some reason. But um, uh, so looking forward to playing that as well. And um, over Easter, during the C virus lockdown, um, I got a, a copy of um, Horizon Definitive Edition or whatever it's called, Horizon Everything Edition. Yes. Um, so that has been in the queue for a little while, and I'm going to be going moving on to that soon as well. But yeah, just just Tony Hawk's this week and my my stream of Crash Two, which was fun. Wonderful. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What are you playing? Well, I've played a little bit more of Marvel's Avengers. Oh yes, of um, course. I have finished the story, as I talked about last week. I've been playing some of the multiplayer stuff. Mm. And uh, I know I said last time, is it even possible to matchmake with more than one other player? Because I've never done it. I did yeah. manage to matchmake with two other players. <sighs> I've done it a couple of times now. I've found wow. three three people, three of us, sorry, to play uh, to play together. I did manage to once get a full lobby, right? But then <laughs> the guy left, so... <laughs> I love how that is like newsworthy. Like we've come to, we're, we're talking about on our video game podcast, we're discussing what games we've been playing and you've had to come along and say, this just in, I temporarily had a four person team and then so someone close. left. I came yeah. so close. Um, uh. That's the thing though. It's, it is sh- genuinely shocking. I, and I yeah. can't believe it's due to a lack of players. I've got to believe that their matchmaking is really wonky. <laughs> Mm. Um, I can't imagine there aren't three other people in the world on PS4 that are trying to play the same mission as me. And bearing in mind no, that I'm so sorry, not so soon after launch. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And bearing in mind that I've pretty much given up on playing the missions I want to play, and I've just selected quick match to just join me in with someone mm. else. Um, I played a lot of Wolfenstein Youngblood. And that was probably the worst game I played last year. The worst game yeah. I played of the last couple of years. Just really, really bad and poorly thought out. Let's turn it into a live service game. No, <laughs> don't do that. So I'm okay with a with a mindless grind. Admittedly, I played a lot of Young Blood because I didn't really. There was nothing else out, and I didn't really have any anything to play. And that was definitely the case with Avengers the past sort of week or so. Uh, so so I played a fair amount of the multiplayer missions. Way more fun when you're playing with other players. But all the missions are constructed of the same basic elements. Uh, mm, which is, yeah. you know, stand here, destroy this, and then there'll be other options in your environment. Like, there's a chest nearby. There's a big bad boy nearby. There's a, a, a shield agent who needs your help nearby. Go rescue them, and so on. It all plays out the same. You're either outside or in a lab. Uh, or it's the same environment just at night. It's um, it's all incredibly formulaic, and there's nothing really mm. interesting there apart from just grinding out levels. Uh, I got my 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 Black Widow is now level forty something, and I believe the level cap is fifty. So right. um, that didn't take too long at all to hit that level cap, and I'm assuming it's because hey, players all the heroes and get them all leveled up. But the main reason yeah. I play as Black Widow is because I think she's the only fun one to play as right. uh, so i don't know i mean I'm, I'm fairly sure that now there are lots of things coming out i uh, i won't be going back to it uh either mm. at all or for a while so that's you know getting up to level 50 with any of the characters is not really my concern anymore but um you know the the core gameplay loop is fine and there there is it is enjoyable and competently made it's just again it's just not what 
I don't think it's really what people wanted from no. a an Avengers game. So, no, you're right. Boo, it's a shame. Boo, boo to that. Um, I've also played, courtesy of Private Division, uh, The Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon. Oh, wonderful. The new DLC. Uh, it is mm-hmm. vast, and I must have put maybe six hours into it so far. Um, it obviously involves the the moon slash asteroid slash planet place called Gorgon, where mm-hmm. one of the in-game corporations, because obviously the whole game is like a big satire on corporations and how everyone works yeah. for corporations and they die for their corporations and so on. Um, one of the corporations was researching something there and then abandoned Gorgon in a hurry and now it's overrun with uh, marauders and horrible twisted wildlife and stuff and you've got to work out why and it's suitably intriguing and delves into sort of the origin of marauders and where that even came from and stuff and uh there's lots of you know humorous writing in it and it's very dark and just more just more outer worlds really really good i will say that it's obviously taking them a very long time to get it out uh, seeing as we're coming up nearly on the one-year anniversary of the game's release. And so there was, f- for me, it was a lot of relearning how to play the game and where I was and what I was doing. Right. Because yeah, it's been a long time. It's a really, this is a surprisingly long wait for the DLC. It's clearly been worth it, but I wish they would have maybe got it out sooner. Uh, because yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, there'll be a bit of a, a bit of a catch up with Miles Morales as well. Um, yes, that they're not just going to expect us to remember all of the different abilities and and things in Spider Man. Yeah, it's been mm. it's been a minute, so uh, mm. it's good. Basically, it's out now on on all relevant devices, and uh, and you should go and play it. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm right at the end of it now. There's a lot of reading in it because I always make sure to read all the terminals and stuff because they contain in- interesting information and uh, tidbits about the world and so on. But because you're basically on a giant research facility, a mm. lot of them are emails back and forth between various people. And it's it largely just echoes the same stuff over and over again. And because I have this compulsion to read it all just in case I miss something... There was a like I was finding myself getting really tired every time I found a terminal that I could read, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't get that in the main game, but I did here because it was all sort of, you know, just covering the same ground but in different words. And it's like I get it, I get it. People who worked here weren't happy. I get it. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't need yeah. to read it twelve times in, you know, different words. But it's very good, and uh, and uh, yeah, thank you to Private Division for for sending a code. It's great. Out now. Go get it. Wonderful. Very good. Uh, we could move on to question two then. Yeah. Would you like to read it, Ben? Yeah, and it comes from the friendliest Lewis as well. Oh, wow. One of, nice. one of the friendliest. Hi, guys. Mm. After two generations of Xbox, I'm making the big switch to PS5 this year. For reasons oh. I can't quite put my finger on, I'm a little nervous for the transition. Do you think new console anxiety is a viable thing, or am I just being dramatic? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love your channel. Go Walrus Clan. Go Walrus Clan. What, Thanks, Lewis. What a friendly Lewis. Very friendly, yeah. Um, I think there's, I think there's something there. Definitely, I think you know, change is weird, mm. and um, you know, I don't like change. I don't like sand. <laughs> I, I've gone through, I've gone through the change um, twice now in my life. 
Have in the you? sense that I I went from PS2 to Xbox 360, and then 360 to PS4. You know, mm-hmm. so I I flim flammed. Um, I think it was okay for me in the sense that while I had my PS2, my brother had an Xbox. Um, we were we were lucky boys, um, and uh, also. Um, I think another friend of mine had an Xbox as well. So I was kind of familiar with that going into 360. Um, But then going from 360 to PS5, I definitely felt like there's a lot of stuff here that I've not played. Um, You know, I've I've missed out on some some, uh, Sony exclusives that were, you know, really, really big deal um, on the PS3. And I'm now going into a generation where there's presumably going to be sort of sequels and things coming out for games that I've not played. Um, you know, PS4 didn't have backwards compatibility. Um, so I was I was a bit concerned that, like, you know, I, there, there would kind of be a gap there in my knowledge and my experience. And there still is to an extent. Like, I've, I've been playing catch-up all this time, and I'm still... I'm still behind on like recent PS4 games because I'm still kind of, you know, doing other things and like st- still catching up on other stuff and also not playing games as much as I used to. So, you know, as I say, I still need to play Horizon um, and, uh, you know, a couple of other things really. So I think there's definitely something in, in switching from one to another. I think if um, if there was no such thing as exclusive games, I would say less so. Um, you know, all you're really doing is going from one controller to another effectively which you know you'll have to slightly get used to but even then they're laid out almost identically now um so um yeah if i think if not for exclusives there there wouldn't be much reason to be too concerned but yeah i think kind of feeling that there's that that gap in your knowledge or things that you missed out on and there's going to be sequels coming out for those ips um, that's that's going to make you feel a bit like you know a bit a bit like the new kid at school, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be very interested to know why Lewis is switching, and yeah. uh, because this this question was submitted before the pricing was announced for the PS5, so I don't know if that makes any any difference to uh, to Lewis's mm-hmm. decision. But either way, uh, as as we will discuss in the in the big discussion all about the PS5 event, there's certainly a PlayStation Plus offering at launch that yes. will suit you right up if you if you missed out on Me all too. the the PS4's best games you know there's they're, mm. they're largely included in there we will talk in more in you know detail about that shortly um but it yeah it does make sense i think i think you put it best peter when you said it's like being the you know the new kid at school mm. um i can only assume maybe lewis already has friends who have playstations in which yeah. case you know he will I'm sure be welcomed into that online ecosystem and environment, but switching over and you know not having any friends on there, that's a that's a brave move. That's a trailblazer because that's um, mm. that's a big motivating factor to stick with a platform for a lot of people is that all their friends have it. So that's they, true. Yeah, they can play. I know cross play is increasingly becoming the norm, uh, but even so, you know you you're not able to see when your friends are online and stuff. So that's definitely a factor. Um, but yeah. There's, uh, I think that the PS5 is uh, shaping up very nicely, and as it is backwards compatible with PS4, and there are some quite shocking omissions, really, in terms of the remasters available on PS4 for the PS3's best exclusives. Yeah. Uh, there were still some incredible PS4 games, in fact, many incredible PS4 games, that you will now be able to play. Um, so mm. at the very least, you'll have a relatively cheap and affordable library outside of what's going to be offered at launch anyway 
if you wanted to stock up on PS4 games to play on PS5, and you'll be you'll be you'll have games for months, months and months yeah, to play. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It should be exciting for you, Lewis. Yeah, be, absolutely. It's a really try, try exciting to be excited. Time. I was yeah. so excited last night, like a mm. little child man. Yeah, little little man baby, little tippy tappy feet. Me, yeah. just just ready to throw away several months' rent. And, well, uh, that's a that's a weird thing to be excited about. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that that brings us nicely. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've not unpacked oh, any. No, uh... <laughs> you're just going to have to do your own foley with your mouth. I do have my mouth, my, my mouth, mask. my mouth. I just said, when you said mouth, I said mouse <laughs> at the same time, but it made me say mouth. Oh dear. Uh, here we go. Yeah, you ready? Uh, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's it's time for weird news. Weird news. It's just weird news. To, oh, you're right. Yeah, just just leave that out for the uh, big discussion there. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's weird news time. Welcome to weird news. Time to talk about some gaming news. That is very weird, uh, Peter. Yeah, I believe you've got some weird gaming news. Is that right? Yeah, I've now got to navigate to it without a mouse mat. Here we go. Oh um, no, it's like living uh, in the Stone Age. It really is. Um, it's actually from Vice this week. Oh. Vice.com. Written by uh, Matthew Galt. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Oh, dear. Here we go. A U.S. Navy Twitch stream included jokes about Nagasaki and the N-word. Are they still doing that? I thought the armed forces were no longer on. The U.S. armed forces were famously bullied off Discord and Twitch, I thought, because people were rightly taking the piss out of them. I mean, this... Was this write-up? In fact, I've just noticed this write-up was from the 14th of September. Although I saw this originally yesterday at time of recording, which was the 16th of September. But yeah, this seems to be recent. Weird. Um, okay. Certainly within the last week. Um, so here we go. Yep. Uh, Goats and Glory, the U.S. Navy esports team, played Among Us on Twitch this Saturday night and hosted other players who used the names Japan 1945. Nagasaki and Gamer Word. Nagasaki and Japan 1945 are references to the US nuclear bombing of Japan at the end of World War II, and Gamer Word is a reference to the N-word. Uh, during oh. the one... A- yeah, I, I had to look that up on Urban Dictionary. I still I don't quite understand how it is, but it is. So, okay. Okay. there you go. Uh, during the one-hour, 17-minute-long stream, Pepe the Frog, Twitch chat emojis, covered portions of the screen. Um... A video of the that's weird. I thought last time I read last time I read this, it said something about how that in itself is a problematic. Maybe it says it later on. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little taster in the opening paragraph. Oh, for yeah, you. a little tease. Yeah. Um, a video of the stream is still up and has been viewed more than a thousand times um, and hundreds more views. Uh, that's hundreds more views than a typical U.S. Navy Twitch stream. Personnel specialist Brandon Chandler was running the stream. We're going to play Among Us with some of my close friends, Chandler said. Among Us is a multiplayer game where players take on roles on a space station. Most of the crew is trying to fix the station, but one person is an imposter tasked with killing as many people as possible. Between rounds, the players vote to see who they think is the imposter. After the first round, the user in the game named Gamer Word hadn't voted, and everyone was waiting on them. Just waiting on you, uh... (laughs) Individual, Chandler said, hiding his face from the camera. He laughs. Don't say it, one of the other players said in a taunting voice while Chandler laughs. Don't say his name, don't say it, a second player said. 
There weren't random people. Uh, they weren't random people playing with Chandler, but people he described as close friends. To join a game of Among Us, players players have to input a code that's on the host screen. Chandler gave the code to his friends and hid the image of the code on the public Twitch stream. Yeah, we don't need a full explanation of what this is. Uh, he he hid it using a Pepe the Frog emoji to block it out. The legacy of Pepe the Frog is complicated, as he's a popular character on Twitch, but also listed as a hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation League. An hour into the stream, Chandler paused and switched out the map, and when the stream returned, the players' names had been changed. Gone was Gamer Word and the references to Nagasaki and Japan 1945. Um, and uh, I'll just skip ahead because after that, pretty much nothing happened. And then, oh, here we go. It looks like we're going to have to end the stream a little early, Tessa L. Reed, another member of Goats and Glory, said, citing technical difficulties and a personal issue. Oh, um, a personal issue. Well, yeah, I think maybe they just said this is problematic and we want to end the stream now. Yeah. Um, so they just said technical issues and a pers- personal issue. So um, wow. that's that's kind of what happened. After the events surrounding the stream of Among Us on Saturday night, where three non-Navy affiliated users decided to use extremely inappropriate in-game usernames, we have paused streaming and are re-evaluating how we vet users who are allowed to play with us on stream in an effort to ensure that this does not happen again. Commander Lara... uh, Lara Bollinger of the US Navy Public Affairs Office told Motherboard in an email. Um, Wow. So... Yeah, there we go. That is, uh, yeah, that's just, man, it's just just kind of disappointing, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah, I think it's... it might be the U.S. Army who who used to stream slash Discord, and then right. they were they either stopped for some reason. I'm not entirely sure. Basically, people started trolling them. Mm. Um, uh, that yeah, well, I mean, for God's sake, right? <laughs> yeah, who? I mean, you wouldn't even do that if you were just, you know, kind of just. An ordinary, non-affiliated with any one person. If you were just, you know, if one of, one of our listeners was uh, doing their own Twitch streams, I'd like to think that they probably wouldn't have usernames Japan nineteen forty five uh, and Gamer Word um, in their in their like lobbies. Mm. So to actually be affiliated with the Navy and still be doing it is a whole other thing. Yeah, um, it's yeah. ridiculous. Not a good look. No. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, I've got, got some weird. weird I, I do. I've got some weird news here. This is from Matthew Gran Granary, I believe. Okay. Thank you very much, Matthew, for uh, he, you, Matthew. he put this on Patreon for us. Oh, um, okay. So I got this. This is from Kotaku and Ethan Gach. Pop-up ad for sex during Magic tournament shows why the game needs a spectator mode. <sighs> I have I've seen the uh, a screenshot of this on Twitter, but not read the write-up. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear all about it. A porn spam bot was the icing on the cake during a Magic the Gathering Arena tournament this weekend in an event whose technical problems reminded us all that the digital card game's client desperately needs a spectator mode. Hi, I'm looking for sex with a stranger, a fake DM from a no doubt very single local read during the mythic is it invocational here. Is that right? right? I mean, uh, C, I is, C is nowhere near T, so maybe not. 2020 tournament over the weekend. That's because the tournament was relying on direct feeds from players' computers in order to stream the event online. 
Normally, online competitive games allow people to watch matches directly using separate feeds. Join your friends late in Overwatch? Want to see a Dota 2 tournament without the noisy shoutcasters? No problem. Both games and a lot of others have a spectator mode just for that purpose. But not Madgering the- Madgering? Magic Madgering. the Gathering Arena. Badgering the Arena. Yeah. Instead, the organisers of this year's mythic- no, it says Invitational this time. Invitational, okay. oh, Ethan, had to rely on recording each player's screen individually. The tournament livestream was supposed to wrap up with play among the top eight uh, remaining competitors on Sunday at noon, but was delayed by half an hour, then several hours, and finally postponed altogether due to technical issues. The players continued, however, due to time zone differences, with the plan being to make uh, the recording of those matches available later on. Right. Um, and it goes on to talk about... Uh, the pandemic, throwing things into disarray, and then who went on to win the whole thing. And it says here, spectator mode would give fans a way to watch the game directly, whatever difficulties the live stream is experiencing. It would also save players from having to worry about what malware virus is going to get broadcast live. Oh, DMA. So there we are. DMA. Not yeah, good. Really good. Uh, hi, I'm looking for sex with a stranger. Who, if... It, it, that's <laughs> just baffling that those messages even go out in the hopes of getting someone to respond who sees that message and thinks number one that it's a real person mm -hmm. and even if it was who would be like oh yeah i'm up for that i want sex with a stranger too yeah there's nothing i want it. more during these c virus times yes exactly exactly that different well, kind of virus I'm about to about to sneeze oh, oh no oh I my didn't. goodness bless you are you okay oh I sort of spoke through it. I was already saying the word sneeze when it was meant to happen, and then it didn't. So, oh dear, go. oh dear, I made it. Let's move on to another question. Let's. Oh. You're right. Yeah, this is from Callum Story, who says, "Bless you, Peter. Thank you, Callum." Oh, Callum, well done. He also says, Microsoft's secretive, supposedly quadruple-A game studio, The Initiative, that's A-A-A-A, -A -A -A, mm. uh, are working on an unknown title possibly related to Perfect Dark. Given the all-star development team and the resources at their disposal, what would you expect to see from their debut game when it releases? And do you think Microsoft will announce the details early enough to impact the next-gen console war? Hmm. Hmm. Um, so we've got some information here. Um, this is from VG247. Um, there's a there's like an embedded tweet from uh, I'm not sure who this is who who the, the the tweeter actually is, but it says the unannounced project at the initiative runs on Unreal Engine 4 and features various weapons, gadgets, and a camera surveillance system. Uh, this makes sense given most of the Xbox Game Studios work with uh, with the same engine to share tech and knowledge and uh, the write-up underneath. Um, this confirms a variety of details about the initiative's upcoming project, uh, all of which are in sync with Perfect Dark. The designer in question, Christ Christopher Ng, lists himself as an expert in blueprint programming in Unreal Engine 4. Ing is responsible for the supporting level designers, system designers, and engineers with scripting needs, and mentions that he has designed and scripted various weapons, gadgets, and a camera surveillance system for an unannounced project. Hmm. Hmm. So this is, uh, to, to give a little bit of context, because I could only copy so much without copying the entire yes. article. No, um, of course. This is, this is on someone's resume. Uh, that maybe they're right. LinkedIn. I can't remember which that, uh, mm -hmm. that this this tweeter managed to find. 
I see. Yeah, they, um, they put a link to the LinkedIn underneath. Yeah, yeah. right. So it's rumoured that uh, people have been thinking that uh, the initiative are working on a perfect dark game for a while. Um, firstly, do you think that details of a next-gen, very exciting, quadruple-A perfect dark game will resonate with people? Um, it's difficult to say. I think perfect dark itself is kind of um it's it's a very well-loved game it was for those who don't know it was an n64 fps um it was i think it was rare mm-hmm. post goldeneye um and so Didn't you know they get it's, the it's, james bond license taken away or something and that's what they, is that what happened i think that's what they made <laughs> instead and it was really good it was like it's remembered in in some ways people who've played both a lot of people remember it more fondly than goldeneye obviously goldeneye probably had broader appeal because it's a james bond game but um you know it's it's that kind of quality we're talking then there was nothing and then i believe on 360 there was something out there was a, a perfect dark um i don't know if it was just a, a, a proper sequel or um uh if they kind of just sort of remastered the original or something like that but that so there was a big gap then some perfect dark on 360 that the reason i don't know much about it is because i didn't play it because it didn't review very well i don't think it was very successful or popular yeah um and since then nothing so yeah you you raise a good point which is that Will Perfect Dark get enough people excited? I think the people who played the original Perfect Dark might be intrigued by this, um, but then there will be a lot of people in the Xbox uh, market or or sort of people who are on the fence about whether to get Xbox or PlayStation at next gen who won't necessarily know about Perfect Dark or be interested in it, or maybe their only... Um, uh, point of reference for Perfect Dark is the 360 game and therefore they might think well it's not that exciting Perfect Dark it wasn't very good was it mm. um, so in that sense Perfect Dark is a name uh, you know some people will be interested some people won't but then in terms of this like triple A I should say quadruple A studio to me and maybe this is a different topic we can get onto in a minute when we're done talking about Perfect Dark but to me that just sounds like who are you to... Because they've called themselves that. Yeah, like, it sounds my, like a fluff piece, doesn't it? Yeah, it is ridiculous. It's like you can't just add an extra A to AAA and say, yeah, we've decided that we're the first quadruple A studio. Like A re-reckoning, I, I, if you will. I don't... Yes, exactly. I don't know what that is or what that means, but... Um, yeah, what do you think? Does Perfect Dark mean anything to you, really? Well, I never played the original Perfect Dark, but I played obviously a, a very small bit of the uh, the Xbox 360 launch game, uh, Perfect right. Dark Zero. I think that disappointed a lot of people. It still reviewed well, but it's not what people wanted or were expecting after mm. what was, in many people's eyes, a masterpiece, the original one. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think you're right that too long has passed for this for the name perfect dark to mean anything to a mainstream audience yeah uh, people who liked perfect dark i'm sure will be beside themselves our very own james senior editor huge mm-hmm. huge perfect dark fan he'll he'll be over the moon um, is that right i didn't know that yeah james james is a big perfect dark fan oh um, excellent happy for him but at the at the end of the day microsoft desperately needs big budget I'm not going to say quadruple A, triple A games, you know, first party <laughs> yeah. narrative driven triple A games. That's where their their lineup is 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 quite weak compared to PlayStation's. They need mm. that. And it's not 
that them pursuing that is not a bad thing either. You know, if they if they pull this off, then that's great news for everyone because it not only gives PlayStation something to strive for, but also yeah. gives Xbox fans something that they might have been missing out on for a while, which is not only a new Perfect Dark, but also a really, really good game. Ultimately, I feel like having Perfect Dark on the title will not affect this game's success one way or the other. It will be the quality of the game. And yeah, yeah. It could be called anything. The fact that it's got mm. Perfect Dark might just be a cherry on top for some people. But if they, you know, if they make a really, really good spy game, then it doesn't matter what they call it. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, Perfect Dark might just be... A ni- the fact that it's part of the Perfect Dark universe might just be a nice bonus for, for fans of the original games. And... Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like the name is irrelevant, really, and and I really do hope that their quadruple A game studio manages to manages to pull it off. You know, I, I really you're do. right because because um like kind of the only thing you get from making a sequel to our game is obviously the the shared universe and narrative, which a lot of people won't be familiar with at this point because they've not played the originals or. Um, the way that a game plays and you know the sort of style of it and stuff mm-hmm. but so much time has passed that the whole way that we do first person shooters is going to be completely different to you know, you know like you, it's it's it uh, they're, they're completely different things at this point in terms of um, the way they run the way they look the way they they play and um, probably even the control scheme so in that respect it's not directly tied either it's only sort of tied by the first person shooter perspective so mm-hmm. yeah in a sense there's for a lot of people who've not who aren't familiar with the universe, like nothing is going to be carried over that they can relate to from the old game because it will play different and it's it's a world that they don't know. So yeah, it it will just come down to how good the game is. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like PlayStation announcing a. I'm, I mean, I'm not comparing the quality of these two franchises, but it's mm. it's like PlayStation announcing a new SOCOM game. Or a yeah. siphon filter game or something. Yeah, exactly it's like that. Yeah. Fans of the original will be like, oh cool, a new one of these that I used to like. But everyone else will be mm. like, well, if you know, if it's I'll play it if it's a good game, but the fact that it's so calm doesn't bother me, you know, it doesn't make yeah. me excited. Mm. Um yeah, they've they've sort of slept on that IP for 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 long enough now that it doesn't, you know, that it may may not connect with people the way that it once did. But yeah. D- again, it doesn't matter what they call it as long as they make a really good game. And if if there are as many A's crammed into this studio as they say there are, uh, then then they there's a good chance they'll make something really good, and that is what will carry the game. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Right, it's time, Peter. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I've got it. Yeah. It's time for a big discussion. Very big discussion. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big discussion time, and of course we are talking about the PS5 showcase from Wednesday night. We've got prices, we've got release dates, we've got more concrete information about the games, we've seen some, we've got some new reveals, we've got some gameplay footage, it all went off. Uh, before we, we do have a couple of questions from the patrons about it, which I think we should probably do at the end once we've gone through what happened at the showcase. But first impressions, Peter, were you impressed by it? I was impressed by it. I'm very excited. Um, there are certain games that I was very impressed by that we'll get through sort of on an individual basis in a moment, I think. But uh, yeah, just just very, very excited. I think the price, um, they were they were right to, you know, they, they're perfectly justified in simply matching Xbox at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that as well in a minute. But very excited, broadly speaking. And you were too, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. This was, um, I tried to word it in a tweet, but I just couldn't get the language right. So I'm going to, I'm just going to say a lot of words in a sentence and hopefully they make sense to you. Okay. But PlayStation is continuing to make me feel and look like an idiot because every time that they are quiet for an extended period of time and you're left here pulling your hair out and despairing and thinking, when are they going to announce it? Come on, what's going on over there? Oh, it's all going wrong. Oh, no, there's there's disaster. Oh, no, it's going to be really expensive. Oh, yeah. it's all going wrong. They then come out and, and pull out the second consecutive very strong presentation. Mm. And I just I just feel stupid for doubting them. You know, not right. that... Not that I implicitly trust a corporation or anything like that, <laughs> but they they have now twice in a row made me feel quite silly for for being worried that mm. things were going wrong. You know, yeah. they've come out and just put everything to bed and be like, no, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. All, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. It's God of War. Don't worry. Shut up. I think it's they just fine. kind of know that they've they've just like got such a strong hand and have had such a strong hand for so long that they're sitting at the end of the poker table just like being almost a bit of a dick but like yes. you kind of don't yeah. mind because they've got like a royal flush or whatever you know right. a royal flush yeah. that gives you lots of nice games mm. um, yeah that's... you win some of their winnings for some reason absolutely we probably won't uh, talk too much about the series s in 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 this big discussion obviously um, mm. When it when yeah. it, you know we're just going to focus on PS5 here, but that price is still definitely a factor, regardless of everything we're about to discuss and all the games and the competitive pricing comparatively. Um, that 2.99 is still going to be a huge game changer for a lot of people. So for sure, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Would you like to get us started, Peter? Yeah. So uh, they opened with a. Um, uh, uh, confirmation and a first look at final fantasy uh 16 16 that's the one 16 xvi 16 yeah um i must admit actually at first and it, maybe it was just my stream quality but uh 
which which seemed to get better as it went. But some of the initial shots in this thing, I thought, didn't actually look that mind blowing to me. Mm. And then as the trailer went on, it looked better and better. I because I'm not very familiar with Final Fantasy games, and I could kind of tell that it was a Final Fantasy from the get go. And yeah. looking at it, I was like, is this? a remaster like it's it's certainly not a remake it just looks like they've sort of remastered an old game here because i thought occasionally it didn't look great but then sort of by the end it did it was weird it was like they showed like some early footage and then by the end they showed up-to-date footage it was kind of strange but um overall it looks good as i say i'm not i'm not much of a final fantasy fan i'm not a final fan but um uh, yeah, it, I thought by the end of the trailer, I thought, okay, no, no, that that does look visually, you know, a, as good as it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you thought the same. No, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I originally thought is is I wasn't because I didn't expect them to announce a full big boy Final Fantasy game. No, I, I didn't. thought maybe it was some kind of spin off. You know, we've got mm. billions of those. Um, I thought it looked a bit MMO-ish in the graphics to begin with. Yeah. You know, the character models and the facial animation and stuff. I thought this isn't anything particularly mind-blowing i thought final fantasy 15 actually looked better than that Mm. uh but you're right as we got into the effects and the combat and stuff that it showed off it did get more and more uh impressive as it went huge news that it's a playstation exclusive yeah Um, or as it Mm. says in this terrible terrible sky news write-up plat station um, it does, doesn't this it? guy who wrote this isn't he clearly doesn't know games very well but he's no. he's he's written it all in chronological order uh, chronological order which a lot he's of websites can't knights knights riding on chocobos but he's he's missed off the k on knights oh christ that's god we, we started strong we? here have really we? strong anyway it's coming to pc as well but it will be a console exclusive on on ps5 that is that is very very big news um mm. That that's a, a real game changer, and it it appears to be, as it says here, a medieval themed Final Fantasy again, returning to those themes rather than sort of the futuristic setting we've had for the past couple of Final Fantasies. Yeah. Um. So I'm all for it. You know, it's it's there wasn't really anything interesting to be gleaned from the trailer in terms of story. It's going to be complete waffle, mm. I imagine. But yeah. as long as it's a bit more coherent than Final Fantasy 15, which obviously had a hugely protracted development and went through several. Uh, you know, cycles and scraps and redesigns and so on. Uh, then hopefully it'll it'll just you know be, be make a bit more sense because Final Fantasy yeah. fifteen was kind of all over the place in terms of its story, uh, and they cut out bits of it and put it in as DLC, which was also very cool. But Final Fantasy sixteen, that's big. It is big. Um, if you want to read the next game in this Sky News write up and read the opening sentence. Um... The announcement was one of the biggest surprises of the night back in March. Oh, see, he does know what he's talking about. Surely, he knows this was already announced. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, it, it, this guy is seem, he's trying to do hot takes, and we'll sprinkle some in as we go because some of them mm. are really, really dreadful. Um, yeah. But that is that's probably one of the weaker ones. Talking about a game that's already been announced. Yeah. It was like huge surprise. It's like, where were you on the last one where it was formally announced? Where was back in March? Back in March. It wasn't even March when it was announced. That was probably no. when it was leaked. But I don't know what mm. this guy's doing. Anyway, we got yeah. to see some gameplay of Miles Morales, and oh, it's pretty, isn't it? Oh, it is. It certainly is. Um, 
I do, this is a minor niggle, I do wonder whether the, the sort of amber effects mm. um, that come up whenever you, you do a, any hit are going to slightly irritate me after a while. It just <laughs> seems a bit, uh, don't know, like Devil May Cry or something. But oh, okay. uh, apart from that, I, I had no complaints. I was looking for something to just say, yeah, yeah maybe, not, maybe not that. But uh, yeah, no, just... It's like it's a bit like playing Tekken. Lots of um, visual effects whenever you do a punch, but yeah. Uh, but no, it, it looks incredible, and you know the whole sequence was great. It reminded me of the first um, Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, film, actually, when he's um, holding that boat together with the spider webs. You know, mm-hmm. was it a boat uh, that was like like splitting in half? Uh, um, yeah, that was that was what he did in uh, in Homecoming. Homecoming, and that's a yeah. famous scene from a comic that I can't remember, but here he's yeah. holding the bridge together. Yeah, the lots bridge of together. pulling in that Spider-Man iconography mm, into the game, yeah. so it's fun. The music was great as well. I really liked the combat music mm, uh, with yeah. the beat behind it was really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, God, what was I going to say? I can't even remember now. It, it just... It just looks really good. It just it just yeah. looks great, and uh, I don't think there'll be anything, you know, anything particularly wrong with it, apart from the fact that it might just be more Spider Man. But he's got new powers, and mm-hmm. he can do. It, it, it seems like they've really amped up the cinematography during the mm. the combat sequences in terms of you know the. I don't want to say kill moves, but you know what I mean, like the big impact moves. There's lots of flipping and webbing yeah. people up and flipping them with the camera going all over the place my voice is going it's really cool he doesn't seem to i know they were on a bridge and water was technically below them but you have to imagine very far below them uh he didn't seem to have the same qualms as peter parker about sending guys flying off structures <laughs> i guess so yeah yeah true because they web uh, they were webbed automatically to the walls if you knocked them off buildings yeah they game. used to stick to buildings that was uh, good i like that in this one he just he, he, the guy just got yeeted and he went off he goes True. yeah yeah maybe he's got a different morality system miles morality oh there it is very nice uh, i'll yeah. be okay with that i'm not fussed uh but mm-hmm. looks brilliant uh, we it are does. slowly getting confirmation here and there about what the launch lineup actually is uh i don't know if it's confirmed yet where this will slide into things uh, mm-hmm. but i'll I'll have a quick cursory look before the end of the podcast just to check. I know, I think Sackboy's Adventure, which wasn't at this conference, that's been confirmed now as a launch that's game. That's launch, yeah. So yeah. we'll keep going. There's now an update here from from uh, our Skyman here. He says, time is moving on. Ten minutes in and we've only seen two games. Do they look good? Absolutely. But will it be enough to keep fans happy if Sony doesn't confirm the price and release date? He's just writing words, isn't he? That's it. Just a little update there at 21.12. While um, he should have been watching Miles Morales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he got bored. Uh, but then at nine seventeen, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yes. I think this looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it does. I'm so excited for this game, and I'm not. You know, I know I've played um, the first two, the PS One Harry Potter games on stream and stuff, and that seems to now be synonymous with me in that, like, mm-hmm. I keep getting tagged in stuff all the time about PS One Hagrid and. Uh, just just stuff people always send me stuff on twitter which is fine but um outside of those two games i'm not like a huge harry potter fan necessarily i've read them all i've seen them all they're good i enjoy them but um you know only in the same way that you know james bond is pretty good and uh, you know stuff like that but 
this, I think, whether or not you like Harry Potter, looks like a really good game. Um, uh, My immediate thoughts were that it reminds me of Bully um, Mm -hmm. in that you've got a school to explore and a town outside the school. And, you know, you're going to be going to your classes, but also, you know, have relationships with different students and stuff. And uh, I did a tweet about it as I was watching it. And uh, someone whose name I don't have to hand uh, immediately replied and said, bully with magic. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what it seems to be. So I think it looks great to me. Um, Yeah. And this, of course, has been this was the first official announcement of it, wasn't it? But um, we've known about this for a long time, really. There's been all kinds of leaks and there's been actual footage like kind of sneakily filmed from mobile phones on screens in the studio somewhere and things like that so we've we've known about this for a long time but uh yeah but yeah it's a wizard rpg i think this is what Mm. people have been wanting from a harry potter game for the longest time ever since those ps1 games really really outdid themselves um based on a movie license and this obviously is not necessarily based on the movie license but it is it is set in the 1800s which also i think lends itself a unique uh sort of level of whimsy that Mm. that already exists in the in in the harry potter universe obviously i I don't want to go without addressing in in passing the controversy surrounding jk rowling at the moment i don't imagine she's involved in this um Mm. i think this is this appears to be totally separate uh but certainly as a game I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. I, I saw it and thought, oh wow, I'm actually you know what I will play that if it's good. I'll play that. Yeah, the the 1800s thing definitely is a good idea because it means it's set before you know any of the characters that we know about. It's set before Voldemort, so you you don't have all that baggage where mm. you know if you set it in modern times, people would still be talking about what happened back in the 1990s, or you know they'd yeah. be talking about. Harry and Ron and Hermione and whatever jobs they're in now at the Ministry of Magic or whatever. So you don't have to worry about all that. It, it does seem to have some links with the movies and the, the theme tune they were using was John Williams' uh, melody, um, oh, I Yeah, noticed. it was sort of remixed um, slightly, wasn't it? Into sort yeah. of the dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Weird movie trailer stuff. Um, but yeah, also just to touch on the on the, the J.K. Rowling stuff, um, I think you're right that, like, you know, you've got to question how much involvement, if any, she has with this and how much, you know, people. some people are saying, I don't want to support this because she'll be getting royalties from it and I can see the argument there and i'm not saying that that's not the correct thing to do but Mm -hmm. also you know there's there's a team of developers who've been working on this for years and years and years um who you know that unfortunately for them they've it's not their fault what what jk rowling's been saying and you know in the same way that the cast have addressed it on twitter and they've got their own opinions you know they've said i don't agree with what she said I'd like to think that most of the studio or all of the studio don't necessarily agree with what she said. So it's kind of up to the consumer to to what they want to do in terms of supporting this game or not. So um, that's kind of that's kind of up to everyone on an individual basis, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Something to consider. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've got a I've got an article here from Push Square about launch games. Uh, mm-hmm. Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, yeah. Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. Godfall, Mars Morella's Spider-Man, and Sackboy: A Big Adventure are the are the confirmed launch games beyond you know the third-party stuff like Assassin's Creed and so on. But yeah. those are there's there's a few pretty big boys in there. 
They are. That's yeah, I think one of the questions stuff. we're one of the questions we're answering in a moment is uh, what we're most excited about in terms of launch titles as well. Uh, so. Okay, I see. Well, let's uh, let's carry on moving on up then. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I think I'm going to get this as well. I yeah. I've I really liked Black Ops uh, Call of Duty Black Ops the original one is is I think either tying or very close to surpassing Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare for me. I loved the campaign of that game and the multiplayer I played the hell out of the zombies was fantastic. I think I bought all mm. the DLC for it. So as they took it in a more futuristic direction I got less and less interested in it and now it's properly returned to to sort of that time period during the Cold War, obviously. And God, if it if it isn't if it isn't just a Michael Bay action movie that you can play through, I don't know how else to describe it. It's so yeah. over the top, but I I do love that. And I've played I've I've sort of fallen back in love with Call of Duty this past year, playing a lot of mm. uh, uh, Warzone. And yeah, uh, I think I'm. I think I will. I think I'll get it. I, I think I will. I will play this. Um, our, our Skyman says, uh, "Am I wrong to f- to fee like all Call of Duty games are the same?" Uh, there is a poll. I'm going to vote in it. Um, oh, it's fifty-two to forty-eight. No to yes. So the 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 vote is split. Right. The vote is split on that one. Um, I like how he said the way he's written it up is. Uh... Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War confirmed for PS5, as though there was any doubt. <laughs> yes, that it would yeah, it's coming. Oh boy, uh, yeah. So that um, looks good. Don't really need to discuss that too much, but you know, it's Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. They've always did good. They've always done good stories when they've actually done them and campaign modes. I mean, and uh, well, the only thing I was surprised by was that in the 1980s um, there was a, a an RC car that could drive as fast as a plane. Oh, but you know, oh, you know it. You know it, bud. It's like that uh, Fast and the Furious film where they've got yeah. the world's longest runway. Yes, it is. They've been chasing that yeah. plane for, for over 20 minutes now. It's just as long as, as you need it to be for the action sequence yes. to, 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 be, to be what you need. Absolutely. Um, it's a special Black Ops RC car, Peter. You wouldn't understand. No. Space. I mean, the military, have, they've always had, uh, you know, secret, secret stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, so the those RC cars go back a long time. They go back decades, seemingly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, they were in the original game as well. I don't think they were that fast, though. No. Uh, anyway, Deathloop. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? I Deathloop. I can't. I can't get behind this for some reason. We've seen a fair bit of Deathloop now, and it's it's by uh, it's by the same people who've made Dishonored mm-hmm. and um, and uh, what else did they What else did they do? Dishonored uh, and. Uh, uh, pr- Prey. Prey? Yeah. Arcane. Prey Arcane, yes. Um, and I don't know. I think I'm just still a little bit confused. I mean, it, I've not gone out of my way to read up on it. I've only watched what they've shown us at these events. Mm. But I'm actually still a little bit confused as to how it plays and, and to like, w- whether it actually has, you know, a proper narrative story to it or if it's a series of challenges or if it's like i don't even know if it's multiplayer only or or single player or right uh uh you know a single player option um i know there's there's multiplayer available to it but um yeah i i should read up more on this game i guess but i guess the reason is that i've i've watched what has been revealed so far and it's not really made me want to read up on it for some reason i don't know what it is because mm. it looks 
broadly like Dishonored, but just with a different aesthetic. Um, and obviously the whole the whole death looping aspect. But um, for some reason, it's not grabbing me. I don't know about you. Hmm. I, I really like the concept and I thought the trailer did a very good job of explaining the concept this time around. Um, right. And I like the, the visual style of it. I get very big We Happy Few vibes from yeah. the design yeah. of the characters and stuff. Uh, but you are right. You do raise a very good point. What, like, is that it? Do you just do you just have to kill the eight targets and it's sort of like a, almost like a roguelike where you just different play again and again yeah. and just play it in different ways or... It's it's difficult to say, you know, when you're when you're approaching a game like that, it, it it doesn't lend itself to a linear narrative structure, which is fine. But if so, then it might not be everyone's cup of tea because you will technically just be playing the same, basically the same mission uh, mm. over and over again, doing it in different ways to try and be as efficient as possible, which is cool. Again, a very cool idea. Don't know if it's necessarily something that I want to do. Um, but mm. I, I do like the concept. I think that's that's really fun. People will be posting some really good runs of certain missions. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know they'll be they'll be putting videos online of uh, you know them jumping around and really planning some awesome stuff. They're already doing it with um, the old the, the Dishonored games, where you know they'll like throw one of those spring traps and then use a load of like time slow down and about two minutes later it lands and kills a guy like on the other side of the map and stuff like that you know it's all yeah. very clever stuff so it really lends itself to that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, 100% yeah. uh, I skipped past here Peter the Resident Evil 8 trailer Resident Evil 8 trailer uh, god how far up have you skipped well it just it, I skipped up to Deathloop because that was the big chunk he's just up here in our in our little document oh, I see. He said, in the writer Ahem, he's put there's one a new line. resident evil game not a silent hill reboot apologies for the error so maybe maybe he actually <laughs> wrote quite an extensive piece about a silent hill reboot before realizing he was completely wrong and it's a single line that we accidentally skipped over yes so now that's, that's the only the... mention of resi 8 in there yeah resi 8 oh man this looks great mm-hmm. um looks i'm really excited very spooky it does. Resident Evil Village. Um, yes. I'm still really hoping that it will have some kind of tie to Resi 4. You know, it being a spooky village in Europe underneath a, t- a castle. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're fairly sure that it's not the same place because I, I'm i pretty sure in the first trailer we got of this, they weren't speaking Spanish. They were speaking some other language. And we may have even been told what nation it's actually in. Maybe we weren't, but I think I think it's been. Conf- I think people have um, gleaned from it that it's not in Spain, therefore not the same village. Yeah. However, um, you know they could still tie it together by having the parasites from Resi Four. That, that that's what causes the zombies in that in that game. Um, you know this could just be another parasite-ridden village in Europe. Um, yeah. And in in the recent uh, Resi Three remake, they threw in. Um, a reference to the parasites that wasn't in the original version of that game so that has tied resi 3 and resi 4 together um so yeah this looks this looks great um uh there's there's a sort of witchy character there was also that strange um fairy tale like thing that they put together that was like um out of the last harry potter movie wasn't it where uh you sort of oh yeah the weird animated bit yeah, the style just changes for a few minutes completely. 
Um, and it was like a, a little girl running off into the woods who I'm guessing probably became the witch or something. Yeah, something um, good happened to her, I'm sure. Yeah, so um, looks very spooky, uh, but yeah, really hoping it ties in with, with Resi 4 in some way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, we will see. I don't know if I'll have the uh, the bravery to play it myself, <laughs> but I'll, I'm certainly very interested in seeing it played. I would like to see yeah. that game. Uh, we'll quickly go through this next one. Devil May Cry mm. 5 is getting a, a, some sort of ultimate edition coming to PS5. It's going to be a launch mm-hmm. launch game, so there we go. Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah, you played any Oddworld games? No, I'm not really interested in Oddworld, but uh, I know people are very excited about this one. Yeah, definitely. I've not played uh, any of them in full. I've sort of dabbled in in uh, Abe's Odyssey. Um, I think this looks good, and I might actually give it a go. It'll probably, it, if if so, it might be the first Odd World game that I ever play to completion. I think it looks really good, but mm. um, yeah, I don't have any um, any any history with the series, so yeah. not sure. Five nights. Five nights at, at Freddy's. Freddy's. Yeah. Oh, jinx! <laughs> now you've got to spend a night at Freddy's. <laughs> oh, no. That genuinely looks a bit spooky. That one. Um, it did. I, I mean, I have I've never played or even watched footage of Five Nights at Freddy's, but from what I from what I understand, is it not just a, practically a browser game where you just sort of click between monitors or something? Yeah, almost. It, it yeah, it's it's kind of fixed. You're you're just sat at a desk. Um, you're like the security guard for a effectively a Chuck E. Cheese, but mm. it's a, a Freddy's something or other. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the the animatronics obviously come to life and try and kill you. Um, but this, I know we didn't see any gameplay, but I think by implication and the fact that there was a 3D environment mapped there yeah. in that trailer, I think this might be you not stuck to your chair. I think you're going to be moving around here. Well, it sounds like um, you're playing as a child as well, mm, judging by yeah. how the terrifying not GLaDOS AI was addressing you. Um, and there was like a, a Kratos kind of uh, dad voice that said something about we need to we need to move or i can't remember what he said now yeah. but uh he addressed the child boy boy um that's that's the thing like again i'm, I'm not going to play this absolutely not yeah. but uh i do like the the idea of horror games with uh, clearly five nights of freddy's very very successful and i'm not taking anything away from that but not only would that game not interest me because it's spooky but also because it's sort of you, you just the gameplay doesn't really change, just the, where mm. the spooks come from does. Um, yeah. Whereas this might be a little more narratively dynamic. driven and dynamic. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. And that sounds for, way more interesting to me. Something that's also a little bit spooky. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell us about the next game, Ben? Well, I want to let Skyman tell us about the game. Oh, because okay, sure. he really knows what Demon Souls is. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What to make of this bit of gameplay there was a knight roaming around an open world, not, nope, uh, all right, mostly a ruined castle, it says in brackets, killing the living and undead alike and absorbing their souls. It's hard Question to... Question mark? It's, sorry? Question mark? Question mark? Souls? It's hard to know exactly what was going on here, certainly in terms of story, but this looks like a very atmospheric sword and shield action game, it says. Oh, and there was yeah. a gigantic monster with three glowing eyes the player died against. This man has never, never heard of a Souls game before, I don't think. Uh, it's hard to know exactly what was going on here in this game that is effectively already out and you could very easily just look up yes. everything that goes on in that game. Peter, it's not just a game. It's an atmospheric mm. sword and shield action game. 
It is one of those. That's what it yeah. says and there on was the box. also a gigantic monster in yes. it that the player died against. <laughs> I do like that. When you die in Demon's Souls, it just says you died against instead. <laughs> you died against gigantic monster uh, with three glowing eyes. Holy crap! Yeah. This looked really, really, really good. Um, it does look good graphically. Yeah. The sound design. Here's something that I was thinking when I was uh, watching it. Is that obviously this is being remade by Blue Point Games, a Western studio, and Demon's Souls was a, uh, a collaboration between um, Studio Japan and From Software. Mm. And they're, they're working with Studio Japan to make this game, obviously, to make it authentic. But um, the Soulsborne games, even the new ones, you know, even Bloodborne, have an element of sort of janky charm. Even though they're very shiny and very good looking, there's always yeah. something that makes them feel uniquely Japanese that you wouldn't necessarily get in a Western game. And with this Blue Point remake, certainly in the gameplay that we saw last night, it just looks like it's had all of those rough edges shaved off. And I'm not saying that that's a criticism at all. I'm saying it feels incredibly, to borrow a phrase from New uh, Sky Newsman, atmospheric. Like it really does. Mm. The sound design was incredible. Like it, it just felt really overbearing and spooky and ominous and i know he that you know they weren't playing with hud on for whatever reason yeah to to amplify that but it looks fantastic it looks really really good and i am so excited for this game the fact it's a launch game is yeah kind of makes me sad because i probably won't touch spider-man for a while <laughs> it's yeah. too difficult there's too much it's too much um, it looked very smooth, I thought, the movement. Yeah, he looked like he thing. was a lot more mobile than um in in the other in the Dark Souls games and in Bloodborne. He looked like he was just able to sort of skip around a little bit more, which is what you want in a game like that with all your dodge rolling and so on. Yeah. That's um, uh, that's exactly what I mean by sort of uh, western polish in the mm, in yeah, those yeah. games you know when i say jankiness i mean being able to twirl the left analog stick around really fast and just spinning on the spot you know mm. without the character actually turning at all uh that's yeah. fun this strikes me as this kind of remake and this this redesign of the gameplay I, although i imagine it'll be very faithful because they're blue point are very good at that um, yeah i imagine you won't see much of that stuff anymore which may upset some people um but at the same time I'm all for it. I think it looks really great. It's like a, a Western, sort of, in, just a Western-inspired version of Demon Souls. And uh, mm. that that really appeals to me. And I, and I really like the look of this. Yeah, I, um, I feel like it being a launch title, I'm probably, I'm probably more likely than I would be if it wasn't launch title to play this because um, you know some of the other launch games I'm not actually super interested in. Um, others I very much am, but uh, you know this might be one where I get my console and I'm like, right, I want to play something on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go. Mm. Um, if it wasn't a launch title, I, I I don't know if I would try it simply because I'm you know I'm not so into my Soulsborne games. I'm I'm they're too hard for me and I don't want to put the time in. Mm. And you know, as even now, like especially now, I, I, I always used to play games on normal mode. I have now taken to playing games on easier modes at this point because I just want to. I, I generally now play for um, story and like fun action sequences. I don't play so much for challenge these days. I still, you know, like a bit of a challenge. I don't want it to be a cakewalk, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, I think Soulsborne games have always been too dif- difficult for me, and so I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not chomping at the bit for this game purely because of that, but uh, you know, on the on the other hand, looking at it very objectively, it just you know it does look like an incredible game if you if you put aside the inevitable difficulty spikes. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for what it's it worth, it is it is one of the easier Souls games as well. Mm. Uh, it's just, yeah. but then again, that's that's with the benefit of playing all of the other ones. So there will be there's always yeah. a learning curve, obviously. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. They, Either way, though, it looks very good. It does look really good. Very excited for that. They have controversially changed the "you died" animation, which may ruffle Ooh. some feathers. Um, Goodness, but me. it looks like they're open to feedback. I know it might be a bit changed uh, late to change it now, but uh, the flame lurker, the fire boss. Uh, that they've showed in the previous trailer uh, that they, they did a slight redesign to the eyes and the, the general head shape of that and that upset some people and it looks like in this one that it's changed uh, uh, okay. so they're paying attention I mean I'm not fussed really either way at all because that's just such a minor thing but it is I did mm. notice that I did spot that the you died animation is different oh no people get people get bothered by that sort of thing they do definitely they really do yeah uh, up next, we learned that Fortnite will be available at, uh, on PS5 at launch, mm-hmm. so that's good for those people who play Fortnite. Yeah, um, children. Ch- children, yeah. Children who have their dad's or mum's credit card, so that's good. Uh, but the very exciting thing, I thought, up next, we've touched on it already, um, is the PlayStation Plus collection. Yes. Now, this is... I hope they go into more detail before we... D- talk about what it is i hope they go into more detail about what it is because Mm. i don't know if this is just a limited time thing or if it's going to expand over time a la games pass or what it Mm. is but you will i I don't know if you have the the full list to hand peter of games that are on it if you want to quickly look that up while i explain what it is Uh, but basically at launch it is a collection of the some of the best ps4 games for free or at least as part of your playstation plus subscription at launch so that is huge not only to people who are switching to ps5 who missed out on ps4 like uh one of our listeners asked earlier let me just get the document back up to remind myself who that was it was friendly lewis there we go friendly Um, lewis so not only will friendly lewis be able to experience the vast majority of the biggest PS4 games, many of them exclusive and first party, uh, but also it will allow people who perhaps missed out on a couple of those games to play them. I haven't played Days Gone. Can't say that I will play Days Gone, but mm-hmm. I will certainly, <clears throat> excuse me, I will certainly add it to my library, so I've got it. And uh, I feel yeah. like that's a that's another really big in- incentive, you know, for people to get the PS5 if they missed out on these games. It is. It feels like they're trying to answer to an extent to what Xbox has on offer with its backwards compatibility and, and Game Pass and so on. You know, they're saying, well, you know, we're not, we can't suddenly necessarily make everything backwards compatible or make all these games free for a monthly fee and, and build that whole infrastructure. But hey, here's a selection of games you can play on Plus. Uh, I've got them here. Mm-hmm. We've got Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, uh, or X, Persona 5, Ratchet & Clank, Resi 7, Biohazard, The Last Guardian, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Until Dawn. That's a lot of games there. It is a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, very impressive um, offering. 
um, and mm. we do have a question about it, so we will we will chat a bit more in detail about it. But on on the whole, I think that's I wasn't expecting that they didn't have to do that, and that's um, no. I've got to imagine that's going to appeal to someone. I don't know how it. Yeah, can, absolutely. Really. Yeah, um, very good um, stuff. It appeals to me. There's some games on there that I've I've not played, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing when I uh, when I get my PS5. Yeah, definitely. The the big moment, Peter, um, yeah. as successfully predicted on last week's podcast they mm. price matched the xbox series x for the disc version at 499 and yeah. they managed to split the difference between the xbox series s and the x at 399 for the digital edition so they managed to make it a, a whole hundred dollars cheaper and that's 449 pounds and four and 359 pounds sorry for the uh, uh in in the uk in um, pounds yeah and we do have to yeah. wait a week the 19th of November in the UK. Mm, yeah, and the rest of the world, it said. We were bundled in with the rest of the world because we um, who else? Everyone. The, I'm trying to think of all the places getting it um, in the well, earlier time. Europe it was US, Australia. Yeah, Europe isn't in the, in the first wave. All of Europe, was it? No, as in none of Europe was in the first wave that week earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, all of Europe is um, getting it second time, second second wave. So that's oh, the, right, that's the okay. 12th, right? The 12th of November, and I think that's two days yes. after the Xbox releases, and obviously they opened pre-orders yeah. last night, which was a complete chaotic mess, um, mm. but they have managed to, I think, get ahead of Xbox's pre-order date, uh, which may end up being far more organized and the correct way to do it but they have at least you know they've 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 got ahead of xbox i don't know if that was their intention in terms of opening up pre-orders almost immediately but the messaging was very confusing yeah yeah and you know it's it's about time you know i, I don't ultimately i didn't mind so much like waiting for the price itself to be confirmed mm. um because i knew that like these consoles would be out holiday 2020 they'd already said that we we knew that from game release dates and stuff for next gen games but um one thing that has bothered me is that like pre-orders weren't made available until now because you know now there's only like a month and a bit or well i guess two months two months left mm -hmm. to get our pre-orders in and i'm worried now that there's not going to be enough to go around you know i've seen like little bits of articles and rumors and stuff saying that the PS5 has like cut back on production and that there might be there might be some limits and shortages in certain places. Mm. So that's slightly concerning if that, you know, because Sony and Microsoft have sat on this for so long, um, we've only uh, we've only got a couple of months left now to get our pre-orders in and for them to make sure they've got enough stock out there, but you know, hopefully yeah. it'll be okay. It seems like stock is extremely limited. Um, they've mm. been selling out really or at least pre-orders have they say they're sold out of pre-orders in a number of uk outlets almost immediately amazon i think yeah. it was on there for about 10 15 minutes this morning mm. before the disc version went and then they put the discless version up but it, the rollout's been just a just a mess um mm. you know that the, the game went up early as i said at the start of the podcast and they had yeah they weren't selling their accessories separately to begin with. It was just, would you like a console with this accessory, this accessory, all the accessories, and so on and so forth. So you could just buy them all together. And then they slowly started releasing them. Amazon then listed, and then Smith's Toys, for some reason, listed the console and the accessories. 
uh, Amazon listed the console, and if you Googled the accessory, it would show an Amazon link, but when you clicked on it, it wasn't live yet, and it was just it, mm-hmm. it was just a total mess, and there was no there was no structured rollout of pre-ordering, and I think a lot of people are going to be burned by this, um, yeah. which is, you know, sad. Uh, but that price is exactly what I was hoping for. I think we're yeah. in agreement if they went over $500, they'd be kind of screwed. And uh, now mm. they have that option. You know, they can at least say, hey, would our, our full-fat console is the same price as the full-fat Xbox Series X console, but look at all these games. Mm. Whereas Xbox will be saying, but look at Game Pass. Yeah, you which know? is and that's that's fine. a compelling argument own... to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Mm. And 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 a, yeah. and a, again, just incredible value. And the Series S again will be incredible value, and mm. that is going to sell people on it by virtue of that alone. Um, but very impressed by this conference again. Uh, this <laughs> I I love that now. The following point after the price is that's it. Thank you all for joining us. As though. <laughs> As though that was it, and that nothing else important happened after the price announcement. I think he just went to um, bed at that point. Yeah, he Good did. Night, he was like, says. "Right, it's it's ten o'clock. I'm off to bed." Also, at the very top of the article, it says, "Key points: Sony showcased the upcoming PlayStation Five console during the 9 p.m. stream. Two versions announced: nope. a digital edition and one with a Blu-ray drive." That was not what was announced tonight. Why you can trust Sky News? It's <laughs> oh, it's um, above it. Yeah, it does say that. Yeah. Oh man! They announced two versions. They did tonight. One with was the drive. first time tonight. Yeah. So not a great write-up, but you know, no. d- at least it's here chronologically, which was helpful. Thank you, Skyman. That's why we picked Thank it. Thank you, Skyman. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Let's get these questions answered. Then first, we've got. Let me scroll. No, hang on. Don't don't Alex Martin us. Oh, you've missed. You've missed. That's not it. That's it, Ben. There was an announcement after uh, the price, of course, wasn't there? A little tease. Oh, God, yeah, he's not even put it in here. No, that's that's what oh, I'm saying. I see. That's it. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's that's not it. Okay, no, he he just clocked off as soon as as soon as they showed the price. Of course, they teased the new God of War. They and did. And apparently it's Ragnarok. coming out next year. Ragnarok is a fantastic name, and I'm glad Assassin's Creed didn't use it in the end. Yeah, that would be really awkward, wouldn't uh, it? Maybe they had words. Yeah, the Norse game. They might have genuinely yeah, might had have words, given how long it was called Ragnarok in development, uh, Assassin's Creed mm. Valhalla. Uh, yep, we heard big, angry boy Kratos say, you, you need to be ready, boy. I'm assuming he's talking to the boy. I don't know who else he'd yeah. be talking to. Mimir, maybe, the head man. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, um, hugely exciting. We knew it was happening. It's confirmed. I don't know that Corey Barlog is actually involved in this one, and I, right. and hopefully that won't affect it too much. But apparently they're targeting next year, the same year as Horizon Forbidden West, which apparently is also coming to PS4, which is a bit disappointing because that means it won't hit its full potential on PS5. But it's yeah. still it's still going to look beautiful, and uh, very excited for both of those. Holy crap! Yeah, huge. Uh, we got apparently the runes do say Ragnarok oh, do uh, on they? the little. Yeah, and we got the uh, the the serpent that surrounds the world. That that I, fella. Igond is Irgondsr or something. Yeah, that yeah, one. I can't, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it's called, and I also can't remember how to pronounce it. So no, uh, but that is it. There we go. That's it. 
Um, so you're right. We, we then have some questions to quickly, to quickly address. Yes. Uh, first, we've got uh, Richard Major. What game slash games will, mm. be get, will you be getting with your PS5 and which version of the console? We'll just quickly answer that. I'm going to get Disc and Spidey and Demon's Souls, probably. Yeah, I'm going to get Disc and certainly Spidey and, as I say, probably Demon's Souls just because I'll, I'll want a second game to play and that's probably the most interesting to me. Nice. Even though I'm not a big fan of the series. Uh, Richard is pretty sure he'll get the disc version for two reasons. One, it'll be my own only DVD slash Blu-ray player. And two, I think Sony will only ever sell brand new games at RRP, whereas other retailers might offer discounts on discs. Thoughts? Well, that's the, that's the risk of going digital. Uh, sales are obviously way better than they used to be. But mm. you are locking someone into a digital console means that they are at the mercy of your pricing and they have to shop on your store and you don't get any choice there. And it locks you out of uh, pre-owned games or borrowing games and stuff. It's there, there's, there is a sacrifice that definitely comes with getting the digital version. And some people genuinely aren't fussed by that and that's great. But um, I think your mine and your motivation, as we've said before, is that we just want the most feature complete console at launch. Uh, but yeah. some people will genuinely be thinking, I'm not ready to be locked into paying prices that the console manufacturer sets. I would like to no, be able because to borrow games still. They're talking about um, $70 now for some games. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's... That's quite a lot, and yeah, it's it's a good. I've not thought about um, you know the fact that some retailers might sell them with discounts, physical. Um, my main reason is, as you say, most feature complete version, and yeah, it will be my Blu-ray player. So yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to have to get some other device to play my Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the main reason for me. I would also um, urge people, both Xbox and uh, PlayStation purchasers, to start shopping around online for digital currency. Because, you know, you mm. can get uh, some places will sell. I think Shop 2 is selling £45 PSN credit for 37 quid, And it might right. be worth, if you know you're getting a digital console, or, or even if you're not, it might be worth, if you can afford to, and, and you are, mm. and you want to, uh, to stock up on some credit. Because if you buy enough of it, you're basically getting a free game um, yeah. with the savings that you make. So, uh, do consider that if you're getting a digital console, stock up on credit while you can. Mm, yeah. Uh, we've got a question also from James Harvey who says, a lot of those free PS4 games coming to PS5, whilst great, have been monthly PS plus games before. Yeah, it's a great way to get new P uh, PlayStation fans acquainted with some of the best franchises out there, but do you wish there were a few more perks for the more experienced Sony fans, besides the obviously great console? Thank you guys for continuously making the highest quality content. Love you boys. It's a good point, James. It is. It's a very good it's point. A very good point. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's how I feel most months with PlayStation Plus in general. Mm. I've got this, I've played this already, but I can still, you know, stand back and appreciate what value that is to someone who hasn't played whatever it is that's on plus that month for example i think uncharted 4 might have been on plus at some point maybe yeah i um, think it was so you know people who if if there was a if there was a playstation plus month where uncharted 4 was one of the games i wouldn't look at it and go oh for god's sake i've played that i'd i'd probably just look at it and think oh brilliant well now i've got a copy of that digitally and people who haven't played it can get it what what a great opportunity i think it's um it's pretty transparent that this is definitely not for necessarily for established or experienced sony fans as james puts it it's more to try and urge people to get in 
get on, get on board with the PS5 if they haven't played those games or maybe switch consoles entirely uh, if they were with mm. Xbox or get into consoles for the first time if they've just sat out the last generation. You know, this this is a, a fantastic offering for people who haven't played some of the best games of the last 10 years, you know, then they're all there as part of your subscription mm. to play online. Um, and it's not, you know, games passes will still be better value because you get access to so many more games, but a lot of these games won't be on there because they're exclusive. And also you won't be playing for an additional subscription to game pass, uh, to play them. They'll be part of, of plus, um, in terms of yeah. something for more experienced Sony fans. I don't know. I, I'm, f- uh, it would be nice, but I wasn't expect. I was blown away by this, to be honest. I thought this was such a great offering, and I, I mm. haven't played a couple of those games. You know, Days Gone being one of them, um, and a lot of those games I own physically. So it'd be nice to get them on there digitally, and especially people who are looking at getting the digital discless version might want some things to play straight away. And if they haven't got these on Plus or the ones that haven't appeared on Plus, they'll be able to play them. Um, Exactly. So I'm not that bothered uh, by there not necessarily being something specifically for me, but I, I do understand what James is saying for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, as I think I said a similar thing last week, which is it, it kind of it almost bolsters the launch lineup, even though these, of course, aren't launch titles in the traditional sense in that they're they're not new games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, if you're a, an Xbox player or, as you say, maybe someone who sat out the whole generation, you look at the PS5 and yeah, you've got the the launch titles of Dark Souls and Miles Morales and so on. But then, on top of that, you will be able to play all of these other PS4 classics on your PS5 at launch. And in that sense, you know, it it's it's has the same effect as a launch title would do in that you can think, oh well, as soon as I get that console hooked up to my TV, I can play those games on that console. Um, so it, it certainly adds to it like that. And you're right, like um, even games that. Um, we've played before in the past um you know for example i i've completed uh resi 7 but i think it was a a copy that sort of belonged to the what culture office at the time and i don't have it i don't know if it went to you or if it's no, with no, like no, scott or jules yeah i think the guys at the office uh have it um so it means that there are games there that, yeah, I might have played before, but I don't own them either physically or digitally. So, you know, uh, just to have a copy of something that I've already played is that's a good thing. Or like you say, if you've got it physically, just to get an extra digital version is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, uh, yeah, it was um, it was a surprise. I didn't expect it at all. Um, and as I say, I think it's a, a good way to sort of h- half respond to Game Pass um, it's not the same uh, level of um, you know offerings, but um, it's it's a bonus that I don't think anyone was necessarily expecting. Mm-hmm. And I would love to think, and I I actually once I realised what this was as they were running the little trailer for it, I really had my fingers crossed that um, that they would maybe also add some PS3 classics, PS1, PS2 classics as well, backwards compatible digital versions because mm-hmm. they're not offering full backwards compatibility for the whole PlayStation library. And, you know, that's a shame, but technology-wise, maybe you can understand why. Although, they only have to shove an emulator in the thing, yeah. so I don't know why. But, um, you know, it. I was I was waiting for them to actually then suddenly bring up, you know, Tekken or Crash or, um, you know, whatever. I guess, well, I guess they would probably have to be Sony... Largely Sony exclusives or Sony published, I should say. But um, yeah, it would be nice to think that they'll add to this over time rather than it be um, uh, 
an incentive to to get in there at launch and then it'll kind of go away i would like to think it'll just get bigger and bigger but yeah. um i don't know the fact that they've know. called it the um playstation collection um mm. makes it sound like it could either be a standalone thing this is the collection here it is or yeah. it's, uh, it's going yeah. to expand and i i've got to hope it's going to expand you know they 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 made a big song and dance about this and it's got fancy graphics and everything um so if it was just a at launch oh here you go there's going to be oh but oh and by the way if you if you're uh, when you get your ps5 you'll get access to all of these ps4 games for free you know the fact that it's mm. all branded it's got to be yeah. it's got to be something right it's got to mean something surely yeah yeah hope so but we will see we will see it's yeah. happened the countdown begins now november the mm. 17th in the in most of the world and november the 12th everywhere else uh xbox yeah. launching two days earlier prices comparable apart from xbox series x s sorry which undercuts everybody uh it'll be really interesting to see what happens uh we did get quite a long question uh that we that we didn't have time to answer today about the fact that everyone's comparing uh xbox and playstation as if they're still running the same race but with the series s it looks like they are sort of starting to go in their own direction and do their own thing much like nintendo are and they're not even trying to compete mm. with sony in that space anymore um yeah and and i'm inclined to agree like things are really shifting and it's really interesting and that's not to say that xbox has lost or anything stupid and dramatic and inflammatory like that it, it just genuinely no, no. means that they're going after a different demographic that playstation aren't and um i, th I think that just works for everyone you know it's, yeah everyone's got their own little niche rather than all trying to just fight for the same thing um yeah, yeah definitely it's so it'll be really interesting as it has been this whole year to see what happens in the next couple of months but there it's all out there now if you have any thoughts or anything you can contact us on twitter and interact with us in all sorts of ways peter's going to tell you where and how yes we're putting content out on the regular on youtube and twitch that's youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump videos and streams and when we're streaming we're modded by lord brotovich cecil prumps madstodactyl and trowling badger we've got social media twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump luke alden looks after facebook and thank you luke you're doing a great job um, patreon is available of course for asking questions on the podcast and so on that's patreon.com uh, forward slash team triple jump uh, one of the benefits you can get there is an exclusive room in our discord and the discord you can access at bit.ly forward slash team triple jump and that's modded over there by jack and joe thank you mm. uh, the podcast is available in audio form if you're watching on youtube right now at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump We've got a website, it's tripleju.mup, that's tripleju.mp, and if you put a little forward slash shop on the end of that, you can get to our shop, or you can just click the tab that says shop at the top, if you like, it's up to you. Um, and finally, tripleju.mup forward slash VODs will send you to our Triple Jump VODs channel on YouTube, where all of our live stream VODs get uploaded after the fact so you can go and watch those there yes you can follow peter on instagram and twitter at that peter Rostin and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every tuesday and thursday streams every monday thursday and friday the thursday being uh thursday sorry being the joint streams on youtube blaze it monday and friday being solo streams no stream from me this week unfortunately because i'm off and i've had all sorts of sporadic days and weirdness um but i will be returning to streaming next friday fingers crossed 
I probably streamed on your oh, day though, which is uh, the replacement there. Crazy. Yeah. Wild. Uh, worst games ever. That's a show we do. It's fortnightly, Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday, and we dot shows around worst games every other week. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. This week, it is the worst games week. Peter is editing a legacy worst games. Yeah, a little bit different this week. It's uh, going to be the, the best little bits of um, when we played Rascal for uh the 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 streaming event we did um uplink hello thank you uplink jeez uh all i could think of was le retro and i was like <laughs> no that wasn't it uh uh so yeah that we uh that was a sort of ticketed event that uh, happened uh, a month or so ago but um we we now have the blessing um to now put it out as an episode so that's gone mm-hmm. out for everyone to watch absolutely and uh that would have been friday yesterday for 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 patrons and hmm. a certain tier and Sunday for everyone else. And that's tomorrow. Hope you enjoy it. There was also a video that went out yesterday about the launch games of the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. So go and watch that if you're interested. Excellent. Just enough time for the sponsor this week, Peter, <clears throat> to see us off. In a long one, there is just enough time. Yeah, this yeah. is, um, of course, let me just get the wording here from the man himself. This is a... Very atmospheric sword and shield action <laughs> mini golf course called Demon's yeah. Holes, uh, where if you don't get a hole in one on every hole, you die. You and your friends just die. Uh, very exciting. Sorry, died against. You and your friends died against. And that's it. Died against. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's all there is. Don't look over there at the God of War Ragnarok golf nope. course. That doesn't no, exist. It doesn't. Don't worry it's about it. It's not there yet. Close your eyes. No. That's it. It's over. Okay, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope your bank accounts are okay. It's going to be an expensive month for a lot of us, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Look after yourselves, everybody. Bye! Love you lots. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 